What's up, Matt? What's up? How's it going? It's going. Ready for another week? Uh, I'm ready. Alright, here we go. Well, Matt, we're back for another week of Longo Baldy. Let me tell you, let's let's just jump right into that. The first story I want to talk about is obviously the cancellation of these games. And obviously, I'm sure you have an opinion about it because, let's be honest, everybody does. Um, Put up the floor and talk a little bit. Then I'll go. All right. Well, um, it came out, I think it was yesterday, that the games between Mississauga, Canada, and Rochester were postponed. Yep. And according to the press release, it was because of the field. There was an issue with the field that could not be resolved before Friday. Right. Um, not exactly sure what that entails, but... And they've been very secretive about it. They haven't really said mean by there was an issue with the field. It was hey, there was an issue with the field. That's pretty much the end of it. We're sorry. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. From from what I've been reading though, I, I think they did try and get the games to be in Utica yeah. or in Rochester, but it couldn't happen. So they're postponed. Right. Not, not rescheduled, not canceled, postponed. Well, and, so. the, and the issue that I have with that is, and we talked about this before we went on the air, not it, is in week one, but if I remember those one of those teams play in the course of week one, if, if that's the case, why would you postpone a season exhibition showcase if, when you know the season is literally a few days away. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I I guess from from what I've been reading, the owner of the, the Metro Stars was at a te- was at the Utica game. Yeah. And, I heard about that. Believe me, he was there. Um he was very, very vocal during the match. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and he saw how the field was set up in Utica. And I guess at this particular arena, they couldn't make it happen. Sure. Uh, I don't know. But that's not a good start for Canada. <laughs> Well, and I mean, here's the thing. That's what I said to you before we came on the air. I said, imagine how embarrassing this is for Canada or the Metro Stars, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, it, it's not a good look to start the season. And, you know, Mississauga wasn't exactly one of those teams in the league last year that everybody was talking about. So... You know, now people are talking about it, but now it's for the wrong reasons. Exactly. And I I know some of the Metro Stars fans were 
were about ready to make the drive to St. Catharines for those games. Absolutely. And, yeah, and now it's like, what do we do? Do we continue supporting them? Do we, I mean, who knows if they're going to be around? And, you know, here's the thing. Like you just said, who knows if they're going to be around? Because without a good fan base, it's not like they're a winning team. It's not like they can say, okay, we're winning games. We know we're going fans. You're lucky you have a loyal fan base because if you didn't, you wouldn't even be a thought in the major arena soccer league. And, right. I, hate to, and I hate to say that because... Quite frankly, I love the atmosphere of Mississauga. Uh, I told you in our season preview that I thought Mississauga was one of the best atmospheres in the league, and I stand by that. But if, if it's like anything else, if you don't have the fan base, what do you have? So yeah. I don't, I don't blame Mississauga fans for saying. What do we do now? We can't even get a preseason showcase together. How are we supposed to get behind this organization for the entire season again? And from what I understand, priorities are really up from what I understand. I, I don't know all of the details, but I, it sounds like ownership is kind of messed up when it comes to, okay, my priority is the soccer team. So I don't know the entire details of what's going on there. I just know that that wasn't a good way for Mrs. Saga. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree with you. And to, to go along with your, your statement you made about Mrs. Saga being one of like the best atmospheres, I completely agree with you. I was there. I was in Mississauga. Yeah. And I even I wrote about it. I wrote about my experience. It was like they welcomed me with open arms and, and they yeah. took me as one of their own and and they're loud and they do it through the entire game. And now it's oh, like yeah. I, I and now it's like is it worth the travel? Like I don't know how far it is from Mississauga to Windsor or Mississauga to Kingston or all of these other places. So, do they travel? I have no idea. And and honestly, to what what you said, I remember watching the game against Baltimore where they almost beat Baltimore last season. And I remember the fans being so loud and I'm like, that's got to be a great place to play. How could you not be excited as a player to be a part of this atmosphere? And, you know, unfortunately, they came up short in that game, but I just remember thinking, wow, kudos to this group of players and this group of for making this such a great atmosphere. And unfortunately, we, we go from that to this, and it's like, well, is, is Mississauga simply going to be an athlete? You know, it's really sad. It really is. I mean, people people are angry about it. They have been angry because they don't know what this is going to do to this franchise going forward. 
Yeah, I mean, it's you're you're literally four days away from the start of the season, yep. and this is happening. Like, why wasn't this issue looked at months ago? Uh, absolutely. And you know what? That's that's kind of why I made the point of, okay, you're not saying this is canceled. You're not saying, okay, we're not going to do it. You're saying we are post- Well, where are you going to put the games? Once you get into the season, do you really think people are going to care about an exhibition showcase? No. It's just weird, quite frankly. It's just, it's very strange to me that they wouldn't just say, okay, you know what, this didn't work. Guess what? Let's have our fan base focus on the season. We got this completely wrong. We take responsibility, but let's move forward. And nothing like that was... Sad, at least not in the article that I saw. Yeah, uh, and it's it's sad what's going on because I was at the exhibition game on Sunday, and a lot of those players would have been on or would be on the Metro Stars, and that's a yeah. It's it like I said, it's most of the guys from last year, so it's I think they would have had a better year. Oh, like I predicted, I predicted they would finish. I mean, yeah, next to last to Rochester, but it's better than being last. Like they well, have some really, really good players. Well, I said to you when we did our season preview, I said, "Listen, a lot of these Mississauga players last year was their first time playing. They didn't know what they were doing. They were still getting used to the game and." Quite frankly, all things considered, they did show moments of promise during the course of the season. So I I completely agree with you when you say, you know, they would have had a better year. But now, and you're probably you're probably going to laugh at me when I say this, but I'm completely one hundred percent being truthful. It really makes the situation in Turlock look pretty good, quite frankly. Well, you're right. I mean, they have stability. That's, I mean, you don't see Turlock going, okay, we're just going to postpone games for... Absolutely, and we, we can knock we can knock Turlock because they're probably one of the worst teams in the league, but at the same time, if you have stability in this league, you have everything. And if there's living proof of that it is Turlock because like you said they haven't said hey we gotta cancel games we might not be good but guess what we're not canceling games yeah so they have and they have like yeah they have a place to play one singular place to play yep but they make it work that fits the requirements of the MASL like these six these six arenas should have been ready yeah. to go before the season started. Oh, I agree with you. And how funny is it that we have an expansion team in Mesquite that's going to probably be 
more stable than somebody that was already in the league last year. Yeah. That that right there says a lot. Because oh, you, you know as an expansion team there's a lot of things that go into being successful. And you know it's one of those things that I hate to use my own team as an example but if you look over the years with the way we've, we have had several instances where we're like okay we don't know if we're going to be around next season because we don't have an owner. In fact, there was the Save the Wave campaign that Keith Tozer launched because we had no idea if we were even going to be in the league. And we're the longest running franchise in North American in- indoor soccer history. So... If that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. It just proves to you that if you don't have your ducks in a row, you don't have your eyes dotted and your teeth crossed, you're not going to be successful in this league. It's just not possible. Exactly. That's spot on. And so, with with the Metro Stars, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, we'll have to see what happens. Um because now, I mean, I mean, I don't think those two games would have affected the playoff picture. No, no. But still, I mean, it's it, it's sad well, to see. And I mean, here's the thing: it's, and I hate going back to this, but you look at it in terms of okay, if this was, say, Baltimore or say, even Utica that did something like this, and I'm not saying they would, but if they did, you might be apt to say, okay, you know what, we can get away from this because we're a successful franchise, we can move on from this. Whereas Mississauga was last in their division last year. They, they didn't put up the numbers that they needed to, they finished last and, you know, quite frankly, we were thinking, well, they could be a good team, but they just don't have it all there. And then you start out with this, and it's not like it's at the end of the season. We're talking in the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, it, it's just not a good look for them. And I, I feel bad for that entire fan base. I feel bad for... Rochester, because you know, you know Rochester wanted to play those games. Oh, yeah. During the course of the season, every game matters. So, yeah. of course, they wanted to play the games. I will say to you, though, I have to say, I watched In the Box the other night. By the way, great show, as always. Um, and I, I will say, I, I don't agree with you when you say that Mississauga is going to finish above Rochester. I I think Rochester finishes above Mississauga. I I really do. I although now that I think about the fiasco that's going on now, that might change my mind. Right. But, but initially, I went into it thinking 
I think he might be wrong about this, but now that this whole thing is going on, it, it's a major distraction. It really is. Yeah, who so, who knows? I mean, who knows what is going to come about of this? But oh, I mean, yeah. it, when I when I did in the box the other day, it was I looked at like we didn't know who was going to be on the team, and now no. if and uh, like I said, I was at the game on Sunday. If the team pans out to be what I saw on Sunday. Yeah. That team would have more wins than Rochester. I think. Yeah. It's it's a good team. They didn't they yeah. didn't put up they didn't put up much of a fight against Utica, but they started playing well in the fourth quarter. And I think they showed a lot of promise towards the second in the second half of the season. They beat Utica pretty handily. They almost beat Baltimore a couple times. Yes. They beat Harrisburg. So it's there. They just got to have a place to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it helps a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I'm no expert in the game, but usually if you have a place to play, it comes in handy. Yeah, that's the only way you're going to win, I think. Yeah. Or lose, depending on which way you want to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, listen, like you said, we are, what is it, four days away from the season? Well, technically three. Well, okay. If you three. Want to get yeah, it's three, because Friday is still the, the first game. Yeah. So, how do you feel, man? You're going to be chomping at the bit, huh? I gotta tell you, I have been watching. <laughs> I've been watching old games, um, so I, I'm ready. I mean, Sunday, Sunday was great. Like being yes. being there at the, the Adirondack Bank Center and just seeing the guys and and watching the new guys. Like it's getting me ready for Friday night. How different was it without Silvisa? Well, um, to start the game, uh, Liam Callahan was slotted in in Slav's spot. And, I mean, he he scored the first goal. And then you saw, um, like, Christian Segura and Diego Zuniga. And, I mean, it's different but in a good way. Like, there was one play, it was just, they, it was so unselfish. They're so unselfish this year. Just all sorts of passing all over the place. And I miss, uh, don't get me wrong, I miss Slav, but at the same time, watching Christian Segura and Diego Zuniga out there, there's, there's no real real difference. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we said that going into it, that, you know, it was going to be an adjustment period for them, obviously, but eventually all the pieces would fall into place. And I think it did. I think they, they fell into place nicely for both of you. And, you know, Utica's going to be good. And I think if you remember correctly, you and I have different 
opinions on how these first two games are going to go. Yep. You say Utica 2-0. I say... Wait, did I say Utica 2-0? I don't know if I did. Yes, you did, I did? Oh, boy. (laughs) Well. Originally, here's what happened. Originally, you said... It's gonna be one more. Okay. And then and then you said, you know what, screw it. Utica two and up. Oh boy. Because right. I did uh I did my picks with Hannah the other day. Then one. But <laughs> No, I mean you know, I was I was kinda of questioning that move, but I said Okay, that's what you were gonna yeah, do. Yeah, it's you just you, you look at both teams and it's kind of like I'm not gonna say they're mirror images of one another, but they play each other they really, really are they, they play really each are. other really, really close every single time. Yeah. So a bounce here or there. And you know what's interesting is we talked about this going into the start of the season during our season preview and we talked about how Utica was one of those teams that always got pounded by the blast. And then we kind of saw the evolution of okay, now the Silver Knights are winning some games. Now we transformed into Utica. We can beat these guys and we have beaten these guys. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see these first two games out of the gate. Um, I mean, for, for Baltimore, not not going and winning their fourth championship, that's going to leave a sour taste in their mouth. And, and for Utica, I mean, geez, for Utica, losing the second game and the mini game to Baltimore, that's leaving a little sour taste in their mouth as well. So they, they had seasons that ended abruptly in their opinion so well and I'll be quite honest with you I mean the one nice thing about Baltimore not winning the championship was number one I'm a Milwaukee fan so it was excellent for me right but number two you know I didn't have to listen to the Baltimore fans say hey we won four in a row we won four in a row yeah I, I know I watched I know so, you know, that's how it must have been three in a row. And I'm just like, yeah, you did. But guess what? It's the start of a new season. Yep. And unfortunately, I have to say the same for Milwaukee. Like, yeah, you're champions. But now you have the hardest job in the world because now it's your job to stay champions. And, and that's, you know, anybody will tell you, that's almost harder than winning the initial championship because everybody's gunning for you. Right. Well, I'll, I'll have to say this. Utica is the reigning and probably the possibly the last Eastern Division champion. Yep. So, <laughs> we have that. No so, one can take uh, that away I, from us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I thought you might find this a little interesting. You remember a while back that we were discussing that there was a possibility that Max Burnett may go to San Diego. You right. remember that conversation? Yes. 
Yep. Well, I have a little birdie told me who was supposed to go to Milwaukee. And it's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, my good buddy Adam, he was discussing it with me. And I looked at the names he was throwing out. And I was just like, that would have been phenomenal. I mean, you don't want to lose a guy like Max, but jeez. And I wanted to give you those names. Because you'll be like, wow. So we were supposed to get Taylor Bond. Okay, not anything to write a home about, but still a good player, right? When he was when he was in Chicago, he was pretty good. And I think when he went out to San Diego, he got like lost in the mix a little bit. He was and he and he played in t- Tacoma as well, if I remember correctly. You are correct, yes. Yeah. So I mean he played he was great as a Mustang. And then he went out west and just I, I don't know what happened to him. Like I wish he would bring he would be the Taylor Bond of like four years ago. Absolutely. And then we were supposed to get, ironically enough, your buddy Segura. Well, he's with Utica now, so I don't have to worry about that. But uh, from what I saw, Segura is, uh, I, 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 it's crazy how he's such a great ball handler, and he would have done well in Utica or Milwaukee. He's gonna do great in Utica. But. Yeah. No, I agree with you. And then this is the last name that really made my jaw drop. Contreras was supposed to come over here. Can you imagine? I mean... See, if... I think if it was me, knowing the three guys Milwaukee would have got. I still think I would have kept Max Bergman. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. You don't I mean, that's... Me. I mean, it's a good trade, don't get me wrong, but Max Ferdinand is hard to replace. No, absolutely. For two reasons. Number one, in my opinion, he's one of the best assist men in the NFL. Jeez. NFL. In, in the NFL, yes. NFL, <laughs> excuse me. And, you know, that chemistry that he has with, with uh, Ian is just, it's remarkable. It's something that you either have or you don't. And I don't think, no matter the amount of people that you brought in from San Diego, it... it Nothing would have replaced that duo of Ian and Max. I just, I don't think that's replaceable. No. But, okay, wait, there's more. There's more, believe it or not. So this is the other thing I found really interesting. You told me just now that you would keep Max Ferdinand. I would. Now, what, if, what if I told you that there was a trade lined up that did not go through because the Milwaukee player did not want to go. And that trade is Jonathan 
Jonathan Sanchez for Zach Victor. Would you take that trade? I, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, wow, can you imagine? And, you know, really, St. Louis got lucky. They really did. Um, <laughs> wow. So, Zach Reggett to Milwaukee for Jonathan Santos. Instead, Zach Reggett goes to Florida for Andre Braithley. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, you think about it. If if I said St. Louis got lucky, and I apologize because I forgot that he actually to, uh, what did you say, Florida, yeah? Yeah, he's in Florida now. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's interesting because if you put, if you put Zach Reagan on a lineup that Milwaukee has, it, it it's crazy. I mean, no offense, but I think, you know, you take, the two guys that we lost in in Drew Ruggles as well as Ricardinho, and you bring in a guy like Zach Reagan, I think that kind of makes up for it in a big, big way. And, you know, that's nothing against Drew or Ricardinho because I love them both. I got the chance to work with Ricardinho back in Wisconsin, and I love the guy. I love the room, great personality, but I just think if you have the chance to work with a guy like Zach Reagan, you don't pass up that opportunity. And I'm sorry, but if I'm Milwaukee, I say, well, you might not want to go, but guess what? You know it. Like, and I don't, I, I don't know how the politics of the MASL work. I don't know if you have the power to do that as a franchise. But if I have that capability, I'd say, guess what? You do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, you probably know better than I do. do. If you're a franchise, do you have the power to force a trade? I don't because think you. I don't think so. so I, think, I think all parties have to be on board with it. Gotcha. Okay, see, that's because I know... In the NFL, they can say, guess what? If you don't want to go, you're going to ride the bench. You can hold out. But Yeah, they have, I mean, know. they have no, they have no trade clauses in baseball where right. they can say, well, I can only be traded to these teams and Correct. that's it. And I think from, from the trades I've heard and the trades that haven't gone through, it's because players are like, well... I don't want to go. Yeah, that's kind of how it was with uh, that's the reason that the San Diego trade didn't go through with Milwaukee was Taylor Bond did not want to come to Milwaukee. So, uh, you know, and out of anybody, I was surprised because I really thought out of anybody in the group, it would not be Taylor Bond that would have said, I don't want to go. I, I would have thought Contreras would have said, I don't want to go to Milwaukee, because why would you want to leave San Diego? Yeah. I mean, especially when you're on focal point. It's yeah. not, 
it's not like Contreras is not a big part of San Diego. He really is. And imagine this. So yeah, you lose Max, but then you have Ian Bennett, Contreras, and Zach Regan. Can you imagine? I mean, <laughs> we could we could sit there and say, oh, we would keep Max, and I definitely would. But for me, I just I I would have loved to have seen Regan in Milwaukee. Yep. I really would have. I I think. You know, if there's anything that St. Louis did wrong during the offseason, it was let, letting a guy like that go. To me, yeah, was, but, but if I think, and I'm just going to throw this out there, I think when you look, when you're going to break down the stats for this season, I think the trade between St. Louis and Florida is going to even itself out. I don't think Zach Reggett is going to have a a breakout year because he's going to get lost in the mix, I think. Well, no, because I, he's brought I, I in so many you. different players. I agree with you. I, I think when you look at St. Louis, he, he really didn't have a choice but to be a focal point because it's not like they had firepower all over the place. I mean, they really didn't. But well, they had something. I mean, they had something going. Like, if I, you... Absolutely. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it wasn't to the point of where it is in Florida, where you go basically a mini MASL team, and now you expect a big name like Zach Regan to produce. And don't get me wrong, I, I think he will produce, but I, I, like you said, it's not going to be really at the level where he in the M push organization. Yeah, because he's not going to be relied on as much. <laughs> and I mean, you look at the flip side of the trade, on Andre Braithwaite, he, when he got traded from Utica to Florida, he played really well in Florida, oh, and and I, I I think he's going to pretty much have about the same production as Zach Reggett's going to have in Florida. I agree with you. Um, you know, my my interesting thing is Florida. Okay, you go out and sign all of these people. Who the hell do you start at the beginning of the season? That. That was my first thought when we go out. You go out inside basically enough for three different lines. Who do you Okay, well, let's, let's see. Okay, so Hugo Silva's in goal. Yep. You've got, you'll probably have Drew Ruggles, and I would say Anthony Arico yep. in the back. I would put, um, now this one's tough. I would probably go Ricardo Carvalho in the middle. Yeah. And then I'd go Gordy. And then I don't know. I exactly. Joey Cavernisi. I mean <laughs> I do you go Willow Martinez? I mean you name Well, 
yeah, I mean, that, that, it, it, it's versatility, but it's also something that really makes you wonder, like, okay, what are they going to do? I mean, because Ricardinho has the potential to be a starter, too. And they all do. <laughs> you go down yeah. that list and it's like, the second line is going to be crazy. I mean, you could put Ricardinho, Steven DeRue. Like, you could put two lines together of all of the players Florida signed this year. Yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's going to be a funny analogy, but it's almost like, they are the Golden State Warriors of the MSL. You know, okay, have... hold on, hold on. No, no, listen, listen, listen. Before you lecture me about how that's a weird person, <laughs> like you, okay, not not exactly this year because Golden State isn't good this year. But oh God, awful. But you look at it and you're just like. You look at that starting lineup for the Warriors a couple of years ago where you had Durant, you had Curry, you had Clay Thompson, you had freaking Draymond, Draymond Green. Green. I mean, that's, that's what it really reminds me of going into Florida. It's like, okay, take your pick, take your pick, reach into the bank, pick a player, and you'll have a starter. Like, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, being, strangely enough, I am a Warriors fan. and I'm I've sorry. Been, well, I've been a Warriors fan for years and years and years. Yeah. So I've seen some really bad Warriors teams and some really good ones. This sure. year, not so much. But, you're, yeah, a couple years ago, it's like, what do you do? Oh, um, exactly. I mean... You look at that starting lineup from from uh, that literally could be your all star game starting five. So, but but you uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna make the comparison of the the Warriors to the Tropics, the Warriors' downfall was their bench. No, I completely agree with you, and our whole offseason. Okay, how are all these new signings going to mesh together? Because he said the same thing about Slavisa in San Diego. And I think it's going to be one of those things where it's either going to be these owners are geniuses or, hey, look, you tried to do too much and it bit you in the behind. So, you know, I hope they do well because... Obviously, I want to see Drew and Ricardinho do well. Do I want them to be in the championship? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. That's the last thing in the world I want, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say why, but... Well, I think we all know why. I think uh, we know why, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So let me ask you this, because I, I I talked to you about this a little bit ago, and I said the hardest thing to do is to defend a championship. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're a Utica fan, so it's kind of like asking, hey, do you want oxygen to breathe? But, like, 
Do you think Milwaukee has the chance to repeat with all the challenges that are coming up with this schedule with all all this stuff? Do you think Milwaukee has a chance to repeat? I think in in the Eastern Conference, I let me just say this. Yes. I do. Um, I mean, yeah. You only lost, well, you lost three key pieces. You lost Tenzin Ramp on a retirement, Drew Ruggles, Recurring yeah. Camp. Yep. You still have one of the best goalkeepers in the league, quite arguably, yep. could yep. have won goalie of the, of the year last year. If you would have stayed healthy, you probably would have. Right. You've got two of the best playmakers in the league in Ian Bennett, Max Ferdinand. Yeah. Then you've got like Robert Renault and, and Chino Andre, and Andre Hayes. Yeah. Your lineup, the lineup is still loaded. No matter how you look at it. Yeah. It's still a loaded roster. And you know what? I, I think that's a big reason why the one did not go out and sign people because they looked at the roster and they're like, what do we really need to add? You know, yes. I think... I, you know, I think... I think the key for any team... Uh, this is going to sound obvious, but I think the key for chemistry. A, team, a team to win is staying healthy. And chemistry. Right. But I'm 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 thinking like I'm I'm gonna say Utica. Utica could have used Mauricio Salas in that game two and that mini game. He was hurt. Slavisa yeah. was hurt for a while. Um, ben Raymond was hurt. So we had a lot of guys that were not a hundred percent heading into the playoffs. And, and I know- think that was a con- contributing factor to them losing. Oh, yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, the other thing is this. I, I don't think people give enough credit to Rafael Diaz for the job that he did when Josh went down. Oh, yeah. He, uh, during, well, during the he course was, of the season. He was, he was in that when Milwaukee came to Utica. And he, <laughs> I think they only scored three on him, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. he... Rafa Diaz played great. He's probably one of the best backup goalkeepers. And it's not your obvious choice, don't get me wrong. But he's quietly one of the best backup goalkeepers in this league, in my opinion. And you know what? Josh, he, he's so aggressive. And I think one of his downfalls is the fact that he... He's so aggressive that he kind of puts himself in a harm's way sometimes. And yeah. And, and now, now that I'm thinking of it, I, I, with the schedule the way it is, there's going to be a lot of back-to-back games. And I think, yeah. I think a secret to a, a team that's going to be successful is their backup. So you look at Milwaukee with Lemos and Rafa Diaz. You look at San Diego with Boris Pardo and um, the yeah. guy from Rio Grande Valley. You look at yeah. Utica with Andrew Coughlin, Matt Perella. 
Like, if you have a great backup, Hugo Silva and Tyler House in Florida, like, if you have a great backup, that's going to help you guys out. That's going to help well, your team and I'll be honest with you, you bring up a good point because I don't think you're going to see a lot of what you saw throughout the league last year with only dressing one keeper. I I don't think you're going to see that out of a lot. You of can't. It's no, you need to have two goalies on yeah. your opening or your game day roster. You know, as much as I love Keith Tozer, that was one thing that I always thought was pretty foolish on his part was not dressing a second goalkeeper because he wanted that extra field player. And don't get me wrong, I get it. I get it completely, but at the same time, case in point, if Josh goes down or Victor goes down in the case of Keith, luckily we had the Sasuke boys who knew how to play goalkeeper. We had Chris Borman who knew how to play goalkeeper. He got lucky in that respect. But when Giuliano did it a couple of times and Josh went down, I'm like, what do we do? You know, and a lot of Chino played goal. Oh, Chino played excellent goal sometimes. And... Thank God for that, because I, you know, I think we're in a day and age where you almost have to teach at least one or two guys how to be a, not quality goalkeeper, but how to be good enough where you could still win games. Yep. Well, let's get into the whole fantasy MASL thing, because I know that's the one thing we wanted to cover. Now, you and I have difference of opinions how we should do this. You said we could only take one player from each team. I think that's absolutely crazy. I think we should be able to take whoever the hell we want. Okay. But that's just me. You're my co-host, so we'll do it your way. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it your way. Uh, but here's the thing. I don't think I don't think we have to necessarily pick a lineup tonight if you don't want to. Okay. Uh, um, if you want to, we definitely can. Um, I, I can I can pick one off the top of my head. Oh, Jesus. That's... Okay, so, well, it depends. Do you want to do one guy per team? Because if you do, that makes it a little bit more challenging. Well, I think it makes it challenging. Um but at the same time, you did make a good point. In the NFL, you can pick more than one for for each team. So, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's. So we can take whoever we want. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Let's start out with goalkeepers. Now, write this down because I don't have the ability to do. I'm walking. I'm walking. Okay. I can't do that either, so you're lucky with that too. <laughs> All right. All right. What do we got? So, okay. What what two teams that what two teams do not play this week or week one? I should say. 
Um, quite a few of them. Quite a few of them. Actually, hang on. Oh, okay. I have, hang on. I have the teams that aren't playing this week. Um, I have Ontario, Tacoma, Dallas Mesquite, Harrisburg, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Canada, and Rochester that are not playing. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, how do you want to do this, genius? All right. One goalie. So it's either going to be it's either going to be from Baltimore, Utica, Florida, Orlando, Turlock, <laughs> San Diego, Soles, Monterey. All right, deal. I'll take Venzella. All right. Okay, Venzella's going up against Utica two different times. I am going to say. This is going to be a tough one. I am going to go with... Um, uh, <laughs> I said I would pull it out of my... Well, okay. I am going to say... Oh, if we're picking multiple players, I'm going Pardo. I'm going Boris Pardo. You'd be stupid not to, to be honest. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to go Boris Pardo. Alright, so now we got defenders. Okay. My first defender, because we get two, yes? Yes. Okay, my first one's going to be Kino from San Diego. I believe he's a defender. Yes, you're right. Okay. Who's your second? Oh, that's a good question. I really wanted to put... uh, Centros in there, but he's not playing. Right. So, oh gosh, what teams are my choices? I forgot. Well, that you got there. you got uh, San Diego, you've got Utica, you've got Baltimore, Turlock, which I really don't know if they've fielded a roster yet. So, um, Florida, Orlando. Yeah. Uh... Jesus, man. Who are, the, who are the defenders for Baltimore? I could pull up the website, but it would... Uh, you've got Jeremy Rayleigh. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. And then I don't know who else. Oh, uh, man, because originally... In my original lineup, I put Jonathan Santos in there, but he doesn't play, so... Oh, man. Oh, Kansas City also plays as well. I don't know if that helps at all. (laughs) Not particularly, but not when it comes to defense. Oh, goodness. Jeez, I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. All right, so I'll give you my two, because I have my two all lined up. I'm going to go with the reigning MASL Defender of the Year, Darren Toby from Utah City. Oh, Jesus. Why didn't, I, why didn't I take that? God. Well, I don't know. Um, and then, I'm surprised you're not going with this player because he played for Milwaukee last year. Okay. Why are you not taking Drew Ruggles? 
You know what? I I don't know. I I just to be honest with you, I don't know how he's going to do in Florida. Okay. So I'm I'm thinking I might take Drew Ruggles. You can have Drew Ruggles. I I have another backup. I have a backup in my head. I right, yeah, I'll take Drew because okay. yeah. You take you take Drew Ruggles. I am going. <laughs> I'm going to play Homer here because now you opened up this can of worms. Okay. I'm going to take. I'm going to take his Darren Toby's teammate, Jake Schindler. Oh, you wonder. I don't know. That'll be my last homer pick. I don't want to say that's predictable, but it kind of is. It kind of is. But I mean, that's one of the best back lines in the NASL. So I'm not, I'm not no. worried about it. No, I mean, you're right. You're right, because it, it it's, like you said, he's a reliable, he's a reliable defender. Nope. All right, now we go to midfield. I'll let you go first. Well, if you think I am being really, really predictable, you may figure out my midfielder. You may. Oh, boy. I've I've known him for the last eight years. Okay. And he just and he just left. Uh, I will take number ninety nine, Slavisa Ubi Parapovich. Well, you took one of my guys, but okay, continue. Well, that's that's my midfielder. So you got. I I'm thinking. Don't rush me. I'm trying to to make art here. I'm trying to make art here, okay? Alright. Gosh, man. Love Milwaukee. This is difficult. Okay. Here, okay. I I will throw out this this offer as well. If you want Slavisa, you can have him. I do have a backup. Of course you do. I do. No, I don't need him. Okay. We also, just for the record, we are doing a flex player as well. Yes. I'm okay. going to take for my midfield, I'm going yeah. Tony Donatelli. Okay. Yeah. Solid pick. And I put him down as a dark horse for winning the MVP this year. Not a bad choice. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to go with forward. Okay. My first forward, as much as it pains me to do this, Andrew Hoxie. Uh. Now, are you hey. picking Hoxie? Are you picking Hoxie or his mustache? Both. Both, okay. I'm, right. I'm, I'm a big fan of both, to be quite honest. I have, if, if you were to ask me who my favorite player on the Baltimore Blast is, I would have to He's say... he got to be right Hussie. up there, yes? Yeah, he would be right up there. I mean, I've... I, he, he played for Rochester for a while, and 
he's he's all right. I mean, him and Vanzella are, are two of the guys I go back and forth with. But I um, I absolutely adore Vanzella. I think the guy is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So who's your there's, second one? There's not much I like about Baltimore, but that's William is by far one of my favorite players. Although, now that I think of it, in, uh-huh. in the shootout, was it the shootout? Yes, it was the shootout between Utica and Baltimore. Vanzella did this little, like, he stopped a shot and then did, like, a little seal, like, ball. Yeah. Nose. Yeah, that, I did not like that. I, I, I Nor did anyone that. in the arena. But, besides that, he's a good guy. Alright, so here's the deal. And this might surprise you a little bit. Because it's kind of one of those picks that I surprise myself. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to go with a guy that I think is going to have a tremendous year. I think he's going to be one of the top scorers in the league. I am taking number 11, Leonardo de Oliveira. Okay. San Diego has like if you if you listen to like like I like I said I've been listening to games like before every San Diego home game they hype yeah. up Oliviera it, it's it's crazy um, and I think you're right I think he's gonna have a, a really really good season no okay. I completely agree so my two. It, it's going to pain me to say this. Yeah. Sort of. Um, sort of. Actually, no, not, not really. It's not going to pain me. The guy is is great. A lot of people out there don't like him, but I okay. do. I'm going to go Florida, number three, Gordy Gerson. Not a bad choice. I'm going to go Gordy Gerson. Choice. And then... That is a good choice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's... He's going to be all over that field against uh, against Orlando. So, I, I can see that. I can see that happening. Um, so, now for my second one. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going complete opposite. I'm going complete opposite, Homer. I'm going to pick someone from Baltimore. Wow. I'm going to go number 28, Vinny Dottos. Vinny Dottos was injured most of the year last year. Yeah, he was. His arm was broken or something. Yeah. So I think he's going to have good games against Utica. I don't see them winning those games, but I think from a fantasy standpoint, he's going to do well. Well, here's the and this is going to surprise you, but not surprise you because, all right, let's see how well you know me, Matt. Who's my second favorite team? Uh, Utica uh, City. Okay, let's be. Who's my second favorite team? I I uh, told you I told you this many times. I'll give you, you said a it's- you said it's San Diego, right? Correct. Yeah. If, if you know me, you might know my flex player. 
Is it going to be Craig Childs? Yes. Good choice. All right. All right. So you have I Craig mean, Childs as your flex. To be honest with you, I was either going between Craig Childs or Farbisi. Brian Farber. Oh, yeah. Farber. Yeah. I, I would go Childs. Um, no, I you know, you know what? I, I completely agree with you. I, I don't think anybody could argue with the scoring capability of Craig and I I love the guy. If I could pick anybody to bring to Milwaukee, it would be him for sure. Yeah. Alright. So So okay, we now we have, have your pick. Yep, my pick. Okay. So as as you know, I, I do soccer picks with Hannah and Yep, yep. I am I'm gonna do this for Hannah. And I'm gonna take oh. I'm gonna take Ricardo Carvalho from Florida. Nice. I, I, um I mean he was a great player in Harrisburg and I could see him doing great things in Florida. Um so and that's Hannah's Hannah's number one fan. Oh, so you know what? We're missing one thing. I told you at the beginning of the day before we even decided to do. I told you, if you're a head coach, you get one point for a win. So, okay, we have we have to choose a head coach. First, again, I think it's a no-brainer here. But let's see if you know. Well, it's probably going to be, for you, it's probably going to yes. be Phil Silvaggio. I think I, I think that's what you said. That's my boy. Okay. Um, I noticed I'm quite partial to San Diego besides the one. Right. <laughs> which, which is good. You, you know, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with having two, two favorite teams. Like, oh. I, I can't what? really, to be honest with you, I can't really give you like my second favorite team. It was, it was Rio Grande Valley, um, but now they're not there. So I would kind of have to pick, like, if I were to give you my second favorite team, it would probably be, it would probably be Tacoma. I don't know. I just I will I will be completely honest. Milwaukee is my favorite team is because I've worked with the organization. I've had experience with the organization, but if if I had if I had zero ties with Milwaukee, my favorite team would easily be the Sockers. Easily. Easily. So, okay, the one thing we have to figure out now is scoring. Okay. Well, I, I'm i going to I'm gonna give you my coach. I'm just trying to figure out. Oh, geez, I forgot about you. Sorry. You don't, if you don't want to give me the point, that's fine. <laughs> but, so, since we're, since, we're, uh, since we're doing coaches, I, I said I wasn't going Homer again, but I am. I gotta go. I gotta go with my guy. I gotta go, Ryan Hall. I, you know what? That's a good choice. If, if, really if any team is gonna go two and zero, I think it's gonna be Utica. Or hang on, 
hang on, hang on, hang on. I am. I might go the the coach of Monterey. I can't even think of his name. I can't either. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm changing my mind because they could absolutely go two and zero against Soleil de Sonora. So I am gonna go the head coach of Monterey, whose name is eluding me at the moment. <laughs> okay, I bet it's both of us because I. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, okay, well, here's the deal. We have to figure out scolding. I think we keep it really simple. Right. I, I, I don't want to overcomplicate this. If it's something that turns out to be a hit this year, we can kind of expand it as we go. But for right now, I just think it's something that we keep really simple. So, like, maybe a, a point for each goal and assist or how do you want to do it? I would imagine we would consider, I think goals would be considered more. So I would say so, okay, like two, two points for a goal. Yeah. yeah. And then a point for an assist. A point for a save. Uh, um, half a point for a block shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alright, uh, so yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll keep it really simple. And for for those that want to play along, what I think I'll do is, do you want to post our picks on MASL so that uh, the other people can make their own picks and we can go from there? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. I wrote them, I wrote them down, so. Alright, so the other thing we have to talk about, as usual, is... If we get 10 plays on this, we will do a bonus episode. What I would say is, because it took a long time to get to 10 plays, do you just want to skip the bonus episode altogether and just do a week-by-week thing? Should we just do it that way? We can do that. Or, I mean, if, if there are 10 plays, we still haven't done, like, our predictions for... Like MVP. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I also thought about doing. I also thought about doing, and maybe could we still owe them a bonus episode for last week? Um, I I thought about doing a uh, MASL wish list. So things that we would like to see in the MASL that are currently not there that we. Optimize gameplay or make it more fun. Like a field, like a field that is playable in Canada. I mean, yeah, you, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go over there. I didn't want to be that guy. But yes, since <laughs> you win there, I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, you could be the villain of the broadcast for this week. Yep. Yeah. Well, listen, man. So now we have our rosters. I'll head. Post that on a MASL off the wall, and if we get 10 plays, we'll do it again later this week. Well, it's been a blast. I always have fun doing these things with you. Best of luck to Utica on Friday. Um, I I don't want to see Baltimore win, so I secretly hope that you go 2-0. My um, my butt my butt will be glued to the couch at seven thirty on Friday night. That's how I will be uh, when San Diego plays. So I I get you, man. I get you completely. 
Well, hey, good luck, man. I really hope that from a Utica standpoint, it goes well for you. From a pick standpoint, I hope you lose both games. Because <laughs> I I don't I want to see you in a Milwaukee jersey at the end of the year. Well, so. we'll we'll see we'll see about that. I've already made a yeah, deal we, with Hamilton, so we got we we got a long way to go. Yeah, I know you made a deal with him, so maybe we'll have to change up the uh, consequences a little bit. So uh, we'll see. Not, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's not the same thing. I mean, we already know I'm going to win, so I'll figure out something. Yeah, you'll figure out something. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, hey, it's been a blast as usual. And, you know, keep up the good work with In the Box. It's absolutely tremendous. If you haven't heard that, please go listen to it. And let me ask you one thing. Did you hear about the... Kylian Mbappe signing for Real Madrid a record $230 million. Wow. Is that like official or? No, but it's in the works. Wow. $230 million. I mean, he is he is a great, great talent. Um, I've heard through. Yeah, through he the... is a great talent, but I, I don't know if it's worth $230 million. Well, just just between just between me, you, and the listeners, um, I've heard that Utica City has put in a bid of two hundred and thirty-five million uh, for yeah, the services yeah, in the upcoming season. So, yeah, you know, I heard that too. <laughs> so, wouldn't surprise yeah, me. I I definitely heard that too. I I don't think it's gonna happen because. I think Milwaukee put in a bit of two forty-five, so you know, unfortunately, I, oh, I don't, well. I, I don't think it's going to be there for you, and I'm sorry about that. But oh, that's all right. You know, you better, luck, better luck next year, though. Yes, so. Hey, man, it's been fun. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, we'll do this again soon. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye, bye. You too. See ya.